Yo, yo, yo. What up out there, my people? I hope you are doing really well. This is a somewhat momentous and somewhat sad occasion. I have decided that this will be the last episode of Poetic Beings for a while. Don't want to say forever. Doing a bit of a Michael Jordan retirement. Possibly just going to play baseball and I'll come back to basketball. But the reality is, as some of you know, I make too many podcasts. And I I love podcasting, obviously. Um, But I really have this deep burning desire within me that I want to give a lot of my time and energy and focus to um, one of my other shows, Mankind. And if you've listened to that, you'll know that it's this kind of ongoing exploration and conversation around healthy manhood and and what that looks like in the modern world and what we're passing on to our next generation of boys and young men and, and what many of us are living out of and grappling with even as we speak. And I just, that conversation is burning within me as, as a dad of, of, uh, of two little fellas, but also just as somebody living in, in our culture and just seeing the impact of both positive manhood where I see it and of negative and, and destructive manhood. And, um, yeah, it's kind of become something that I feel increasingly like I want to give uh, give some primary focus to that conversation. So that does mean that um, I got to I got to drop something, <laughs> and so uh, the hard choice has been made that the poetic beings season is going to hit the pause button. And so this episode, this is going to be a bit of a special one uh, because I kind of you know, was thinking about how to wrap this up. And obviously this kind of second season of this podcast turned out to be a series of episodes on poems for a pandemic. I did not plan this. I did not plan for a pandemic to happen. I did not plan to write a series of poems for a pandemic or create a podcast season. I just started writing poems and started to ask other people to write poems and recorded some conversations and put stuff out as I went kind of on the fly and uh, it was a whole lot of fun amidst a whole lot of chaos Um, but one of the people I asked to write a poem a little while ago was my friend Dylan and Dylan is just somebody I look up to so much without going into the details he's somebody who has overcome a significant amount of challenges in his life and in the conversation I had with him was very open about some of the current challenges that he faces. Really appreciate his vulnerability, his authenticity. I just love Dylan. And I think that if you listen, maybe you will feel the same way because he's just a good, down-to-earth, courageous young guy. And uh, he he's an MC, uh, but he's also, you know, a bit of a poet in there. I mean, they're the same thing in my books anyway. And so I asked him to, um, yeah, to write to write something and, and he did that and he kindly shared it. But I, th- I just really enjoyed the conversation we had and just particularly his perspective on, yeah, what the pandemic felt like for, um, for him. I, w- I won't go into the details. I'll just let you listen. But I hope that you enjoy this. And uh, obviously I have to say I, I want you 
to finish listening to this. And if you haven't already, go and subscribe to Mankind. Go and binge on that if you haven't listened to that content. Some great interviews with some incredible humans who I look up to. And I am super excited to continue to uh, make that and actually, you know, take that to some some new territory, hopefully. So go and subscribe to Mankind, give it a rating and review, share it around. And you may miss hearing Poetic Beings episodes, but you don't have to miss hearing my voice if that is something that you enjoy. If it is not something you enjoy, I'm not quite sure why you're here. Maybe the content is that good that you would put up with my voice, even without liking it. But I'm going to hope that, you know, you kind of enjoy the whole experience. And it is now time to cut myself off and jump into my combo with Dylan. My man, Dylan Nunn. My man. None other than Dylan Nunn. (laughs) What's your... What is the heritage of that name, N-U-N-N? Uh, I honestly do not know. I <laughs> I really wish I knew because, yeah, I I don't even know if my father would know where it came from. <laughs> Maybe you should do some, some digging around. Yeah, definitely. Do a search back through the, the lineage. <laughs> yeah, definitely because, yeah, it was my my father and then his father and then... Yeah, I don't know where it first, <laughs> you know, came from. Yeah. Oh, well. But now, now regardless, you be interested. <laughs> yeah. You got to go do some research now. Mm, for sure. Either way, man, stoked to have you on Poetic Beings podcast. Mm, pleasure and to be here. You do not actually know this, but I think this is going to be the last episode of the Poems for a Pandemic ah. series or oh, season. Yeah. And I think it's going to be the last episode for a while because uh, uh, I make too many podcasts. Yeah, you've got like 30 million podcasts going on at once. <laughs> Correct. And so I, I was thinking about uh, this one's very dear to my heart because mm. this one obviously involves poetry and poetry is kind of my thing. Yeah. But uh, so I kind of have recognized that I need to stop something in my life. Sadly, this podcast is one of the things that I've identified. However, I was thinking, how can I go out with a bang? Yeah. I'll get Dylan to share <laughs> some fire, which I did ask you a while ago because I just asked yeah. so many people and I think <laughs> yeah. I've interviewed most of them now, but I was like, hey, I'm writing poems for a pandemic. You write a poem for a pandemic. You write a poem for a pandemic. Yeah. And uh, you did. Yeah. So we're going to get to that, but in true form, the way I've been doing these poems for a pandemic episodes is just having a chat, finding out how it's been for you. Obviously, we're at the end of things where like, you know, the gyms are reopened, mm. cafes are able to have a yeah. normal number of people in them if everyone's, you know, being wise. It's mm. kind of like life is going back to normal, but I want you just to take me back mm. to when things started to change for you. Were there any particular moments where you felt the kind of the shift that was happening? Um, I think I think there were sort of many different sort of periods. Um, when it first start, started, um, you know, nothing 
really changed for me at all because, you know, before the pandemic and everything, I never really went out much unless, you know, it was to the shops to grab something real quick or just to the gym and that was about it. Mm. You did a a post about that. I remember you doing a post. Do you remember what that said? Uh. (laughs) Well, there was a lot of stuff I said and that was um, – it was definitely about – I do remember it was more when the pandemic sort of started happening and everyone sort of made it sound worse than it was because of the fear-mongering that the media was doing and then just everywhere and everything you see, mm. you know, this – oh, this coronavirus is the worst thing in the world when yet haven't even got anywhere near to as many deaths as the common cold. But I think um, no doubtably those the death toll has obviously risen quite a bit. Mm. Um, I'm not sure what exactly it's at right now, sort of. Don't want to know. Yeah, but I hear it's you. So sad. it's it's kind of <laughs> like there. There's obviously reason for concern, <laughs> but people just yeah. we we jump to like the worst possible version. Exactly. You know, we we think yeah. the world's ending. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so there was a lot of that kind of like you said, oh, the yeah. fear mongering apocalypse now kind of vibe. Yeah. But yeah. You, you, you did this did- thing. I remember you posted about you know like guys. I've been I've been practicing social isolation for ages. <laughs> and it was yeah. kind of it was kind of funny. Yeah. But it was also like pretty deep, man, because mm. you're probably not the only person who felt that way. And yeah. there's like all this kind of research around how many people in Australia today mm. either are isolated or feel isolated. And so maybe in some ways the pandemic just kind of put a magnifying glass on something that a lot of people were already experiencing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I do remember making that post and, you know, I sort of was, of course, joking about it, obviously, but I think, yeah, as the, you know, days turn into weeks, the weeks turned into months with this craziness and pandemic, you know, I sort of, and the restrictions started getting tighter and tighter, I sort of realised that, yeah, I, (laughs) before all this, I really hadn't been doing much at Mm. all. Like I real, I would rarely go out at all because you know, because of mental problems, unfortunately, and you know it was, it was good and bad to see it put in perspective because you know it's great to see, oh yeah, here's a here's something else I can you know hopefully work on with the people I chat to about this stuff, and but at the same time it was like, well crap. I, for God knows how long, probably years now, it's just nothing's happened at all. I haven't been doing anything, been making no progress. So that definitely hit me and, yeah, I feel like it's definitely hit quite a lot of people as well mm. that are in my sort of position. Yeah, well, from, from where I sit, I think you have you have made amazing progress in a lot of areas and you're one somebody I look up to immensely but that must have been a pretty full-on realization that maybe the extent to which you had been in a kind of isolated lifestyle had been there for a long time so like realizing that and experiencing that through the pandemic has it 
kind of uh, made you approach life differently at all or has it have you kind of thought about maybe do you, is that something you want to change or I mean it obviously it is something I definitely want to change because you know anxiety is probably one of the worst things anyone can deal with besides mm. many other things but when it comes to going out and doing stuff you know like you know, of course, restrictions have eased up now, so I'm finally able to go back to the gym. But even then, I've reached, like sort of changed around my schedule for that to where it's at night time when pretty much no one is around. So I think it is something I want to change, but I know that if I try to make too many changes at once, that's just sort of going to um, cave in on me eventually. So mm. I think sort of trying to take baby steps would definitely help. Yeah, that's but, wise, yeah. man. That's really wise. And, you know, sharing about your anxiety on mm. a podcast that many people will listen to is a brave thing to do. So mm. I just want to say just a huge, you know, props for that, man. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, again, this is one that. this is one way of you being super courageous and mm. kind of actually sharing a bit of your heart with mm. us. So thanks for that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that because, yeah, to me, mental health is definitely one of the biggest, I wouldn't say problems because that makes it sound like everybody's crazy, but it's definitely something that needs more light on, that's for sure, because <laughs> I yeah. struggle with that every day and I know people that do as well and it's sad to see that. Yeah, for and sure, man. There's not much help going around. <laughs> what are what are the things like for you as somebody who experiences that? What are the like the actually helpful things that people who know you could do or could say or like I know that sometimes people just say the most unhelpful things, right? Mm. When somebody is is going through depression or anxiety or mm. other mental health issues, there are so many stupidly unhelpful <laughs> oh, yeah. ways people can uh, mm. open their mouth. But yeah. what, what are some of the things that actually have been or would be mm. like the kind of things that would actually meet you where you're at in like loving and helpful ways? Mm. Well, of course, everyone is very different, you know, and everybody proceeds stuff differently. But I think for me, um, especially through this pandemic, um one of the besides, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists that I've had to see, um, one of the most, one of my most important person in my life is my best friend who I've known for 10 years. You know, throughout this pandemic, we've literally been playing video games every day, just chatting on the phone or through the PlayStation. And, you know, that's my best friend, Rage or Brayden, you know, and I think, it sort of goes both ways. We've sort of helped each other get through this sort of craziness because, you know, even like someone with me who has a lot of anxiety, you know, I never go out. But then when restrictions came in, it was like, well, I definitely can't go out now. This sucks. Mm. <laughs> so, but I think definitely having someone around that you trust and you know you can talk to, even if you 
you don't always have to talk to them about how you're feeling, but just having them mm. around, having a good laugh and playing games and stuff, that definitely helps. And I know <laughs> I know that's how I've survived through this pandemic, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, awesome, man. And that's a cool reframe as well that, you know, actually playing games is a way to connect mm. and has been a way for you and, you know, um, Braden to mm. actually stay connected in this in this time in a powerful way. So, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I asked you to write something. Oh, and I've been asking people as well, like, you know, because you're a creative guy. You're a very talented MC, poet, writer, wordsmith, bit of, bit of all that stuff. During this time, have you been able to exercise your creativity? Have you kind of just let it, let it rest a bit? What's been kind of some of that process? Um, well... <clears throat> I think sort of writing I've sort of um, with a lot of things that have sort of gone on in the background before the pandemic and during it, um, I think I I still wrote quite a bit but I actually noticed my writing sort of changed a bit mm. and, you know, sort of going back to Braden as well, you know, him and I are close and he's a phenomenal MC as well, you know, and, you know, we're sort of figuring out a way to come together and make stuff, um, make some duo stuff and, you know, sort of having that, um, uh, that sort of, uh, way, I suppose, um, has made me rethink how to write as well because, you know, I've sort of gone back to how I used to write, not with all like the, you know, crazy language, angry stuff, but more just I'm able to write more freely and just say what I want without mm. really caring. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good because I know I've been held back by that. But I think creatively during this pandemic mostly is um you know i've as you know i've been able to set up my own studio in, it's in looking a good, separate man. room yeah you know hoping to upgrade it some more definitely get some pads on the walls because this wee robe is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> but you know i ended up getting myself a keyboard you know so i've been able mm. to practice the keys again and it it's been a phenomenal time, you know. I've been able to relearn songs I used to know, learn some new songs along the way. So there's definitely been a lot I've been doing sort of creatively during this. So mm. no, that's really cool. I feel like a common theme I've heard for, from a lot of people is through this time they've kind of just recovered creativity just for the mm. sake of it, mm. not not for, you know, making money and for some people that's been because it's actually that it was their source of income yeah. they've lost that income so they've kind of recovered some of the just pure joy of making stuff even though there's obviously some horrible circumstances surrounding mm. that for other people you know just that sense of like well i've got a bit more time so i'll pick up the guitar that's been gathering dust or whatever it is so yeah i think that's a really cool thing that's happened for a lot of people during mm. this time and it's yeah. awesome to hear that you're in that boat yeah, it's definitely been it's been a great journey for sure. <laughs> Learning yeah. new things, so cool, man. Well, I'm dying to hear what you've written. Yeah, if you are willing to share it, 
Yeah, for sure. I just need to get it out and find it. <laughs> Does it have a name? I haven't really thought of a name for it. Just just when you gave me the homework to do it, I was just <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just put it as pandemic because I couldn't think of a proper name for it because, you know, it basically is on the pandemic. So I thought, yeah. well, doesn't necessarily need anything crazy or magical about it. <laughs> for sure, man. I wrote I wrote about 11 of them and they were literally just <laughs> yeah. called the number. <laughs> number six, yeah. number seven. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing quite a lot of poems that you'd post and they were awesome. Thanks, man. Definitely inspired, that's for sure. <laughs> Black clouds over what used to be packed towns. The sickness put a smack down on the lifestyle, so we try to style our lives out of the acidic rain that pours and stains our pores till we can't take no more. This is only a virus, but look at all the pain it's caused. Sucking the life out of us with a draining force, and as someone with anxiety, it just adds more to my train of thoughts. In summer, our home was turned into ash. Then we were flooded. Now we're homebound in our own towns, suburbs and cities, and the silence is so loud it's deafening. The, the earth is healing, and yeah, it's pretty, but what if we aren't allowed to see the finished product? What if like a sick newborn they take us away? Could that be Mother Nature saying it's ashamed? You see, this illness has become terminal. Turning terminals and turning moors into ghost towns and we're left winded like turning mills. Before, we only had to worry about floods, caving glaciers and burning hills. Some say God has turned his hill, but we've been trying to bring him down to our level so perhaps it's our turn to kneel. Australia was a country conquered by some conflict. This is my people's continent, but no matter our background, it's being conquered from under us. So what does the pandemic change for me? Honestly, nothing. See, I've been isolating myself for years, so I ain't have to change my scene. And I laugh when people create a scene, but now it's starting to hit me. I've probably wasted more than 50% of my life being a turtle, sticking only to my shell, cause to me, the outside is the wild I hate, so I choose to forever hibernate. I look on the news for the first time in forever, and I see in such a short span of time, we've enabled our animal instincts. That's right, we flip the switch for our animalistic ways. Soon enough, will inherit the cannibalistic trait. And I see the cops can't handle the misfits. They are at a shortage of leashes to keep these dogs at bay. People have shown their true colors, their their shelfish sides, and no patience. You can't go to the store without seeing some hop gates and you're coming out with bruises, cuts, scrapes because humanity is choosing to devolve. Man, it's losing faith. Now it's the rise of the planet of the apes. Man, you are um, always, uh, I find you really got that that sort of 
think it's a, a very hip hop thing, just kind of mm. like the the kind of the mix of like sharp wordplay with like a bit of a fiery social commentary, you mm. know, kind of sitting back looking at the state of the world and kind of just, um, yeah, almost like the the pro- the prophet, you know, <laughs> kind of speaking yeah. in, in those. I mean, we know we know Evan the prophet, yeah. But I mean it more in the sense of like kind of calling out the injustice, speaking up mm. kind of on behalf of the earth or on behalf of people who are suffering. So there's yeah. a lot of fire in that, man. I appreciate that. And I love your wordplay. The the line about um wind turning like yeah. mills. Turning terminals and turning moors to to the point where wind did like turning mills. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a fresh line. Cheers. Thanks, man. And I, I really like the way you tie it in. Obviously, the backdrop of what's been happening throughout this crazy year. Yeah. Uh, as well as just touching on just the the environmental themes that were mm. pretty strong in there. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Powerful, man. How did you feel writing it? Um, I think I certainly went through quite a few emotions while writing it, you know. You know, some of it, you know, I guess... <laughs> I was sort of, parts of it I felt angry, parts of it I felt sort of sad and disappointed because, you know, as I was writing this and I was sort of reflecting on the stuff I've seen, like people make starting fights over goddamn toilet paper. (laughs) I mean, as funny as it sort of was, it was just plain ridiculous, you know, and it just made me sad to see how, like, how far we have fallen just because of this pandemic, you know? Mm. And it it also sort of made me wonder, like, man, if we were to experience, like, something like the Spanish flu or the Black Death the way, you know, people did back in those days, <laughs> what would we be like, you know? Mm. And that's sort of where, you know, and the last lines I put, you know, where... We're, we're literally devolving, you know. It's gone mm. from Earth to the planet of the apes now. Mm. And But I think what I put down was something I felt like that needed to be said and it was something I needed to get off my chest and was like, yeah, this this is what I feel, you know, and what I see is just disgusting and horrible. Mm. What would you want to see, like, maybe coming out of this time if if people were to kind of take the lessons? Because I I think any suffering or any Mm -hmm. crisis or, you know, any kind of disruption is a a lesson that we Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to learn if we have eyes to see it. Mm -hmm. So what would you want to see differently in the future? Um, I mean, (laughs) there's obviously plenty of stuff not just myself, but everyone would love to see, you know, coming out of this pandemic. But I think um, probably one of the most important things, especially with other things that are sort of going around during these times besides just the pandemic, like with rights and stuff, um, I think, you know, just coming out of this, I'd just love to see people actually come together, you know, and see you know, at least peace for at least a little bit, you know, 
because, you know, as hard as peace is to come by nowadays, you know, with everything that's going on, it just be great to see people swallow their pride and just stand together as one because in the end, no matter who we are or what we think, we are still all human, you know, and it'd just be great to see a world just come together as one for once. Mm. Yeah, for sure, man. You, you've probably heard me speak about this before, but I love the, the Jewish word shalom, which, mm. uh, you know, the simple definition is peace, but peace. The, the more full definition is actually like this sense of like deep wholeness where everything is working together the mm. way that it's intended to. And we often think about peace just as the absence of conflict, but the idea of shalom is actually that peace is the presence yeah. of people, you know, actually exercising their kind of right relationships mm-hmm. with each other, exactly. with themselves, with the earth they're walking on. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. let's uh, let's um, do what we can to participate yeah, in exactly. bringing that kind of peace, uh, the little squares of, you know, yeah. earth that we walk on. Well, there you have it. My wise sage friend, young Dylan Nunn. If nothing else, I hope that episode opened your eyes like it did mine to those who may have struggled significantly before forced isolation and may continue to afterwards. And I hope that gives us a reminder to reach out with those around us to connect whether that's over a video game or or a phone call or poetry. Hey, if you have gotten value out of the Poetic Beings podcast, you can still leave a a rating and review and share this on social media. I may not be recording any new episodes for some time, but obviously all of the backlog is there for other people to enjoy if you want to pass it on. I would love to ask you now, go and subscribe to Mankind Podcast. Join us on Facebook. There's a, there's a, a Mankind Podcast online community and uh, I would love it if you would join me in that space. It's for men and women who want to be part of a conversation around what healthy manhood looks like in the modern world. Well, my friends, grace and peace to you and may you see the poetry hiding in all the people you meet.